taking off. I'm taking off. Gotta hit that spaceship sound. Welcome back, y'all. All right, let's get it popping. What's up? What's up? What's going on, world? What's going on out there? Back to another episode. Let me share my mic is on. Make sure y'all can hear me clear enough. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm amped right now. I'm amped right now. I've been sleepy all week. I'm trying to get some energy out. So let's get right to it. For those that don't know me, I'm Aaron Saranch. This is Dissect the Dialogue. Man. Praise the week. Wow. Anything you want to think about, it's that. But enough of the blatant rants. Turn this down a bit. How y'all been feeling? Y'all weeks been okay? Nothing too crazy? I know. I know. It's, I don't know. I, 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 I say it's been an eventful week. Let me just say that. I think, like, I don't know, I'm still relatively young, but I think as I've gotten older, I'm starting to, like, really appreciate silence. I started to really appreciate silence more. I never really noticed, I mean, I've been a quiet dude, but I always felt like I had to, you know, put myself out there for people to gain my attention. I felt like I needed people, whatever. To be seen, but it's like I never really appreciated silence ever until I got older. Like you never understand, like people like try to shame, especially like in relationships, try to shame boring lifestyles. Oh y'all don't go out, y'all don't do this, y'all do no. Why would I? The club scene, getting drunk every weekend is overrated. You know. That's not what I want to spend, you know, my existence doing. I want to, you know, build something. I want to create shit, right? As, as a man, that's like, I, well, for me personally, I don't know about other men. I can't speak for other men. But I know for me personally, my goal is to try to create and build, you know, and eventually expand so it can grow over the years. Whatever, you know, empire then whatever I want to try to make whatever but why I bring that up is you know I'm just been you know for those that don't know me I'm not a person that speaks ironically because I'm doing nothing but talking every week but I'm not the type of person that just like when I when I engage in a conversation oh, try not to shake this when I engage in a conversation, I want it to be somewhat meaningful or when I can learn some things. Sometimes I could just mainly be silent and just listen and only talk when I need to. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I could barely, I could say like a few words. Some people look at me like, you don't say nothing. No, I'm trying to pay attention to what they're saying. People don't understand how certain conversations work and like nobody knows how to communicate. No one knows how to engage. People think they got to, you know, try to top you or win the argument. Not even winning just to come to a conclusion, but just winning just to be right. And I noticed that's been happening a lot as well. Now, 
reason why I, I was uh, well, I was having like a group discussion with one of my uh, girlfriend's family members, and she was mentioning that. I mean, I'm not gonna name no names, but you know, me and because me and her, we were just like kind of giving each other eye contact, hearing what they were saying. And I noticed a lot of what was they were talking about. It was just empty rhetoric, making excuses, saying how other races have handled. That's why they get ahead, and we need to get some a little something in order for us to keep moving forward. Things like that, etc., etc., etc. Right? Just you know, nothing but excuses that me and her are just listening to, and we're just looking at each other like giving each other that nonverbal communication. Is really looking at each other. And it's always our community, right? So doing my research, right? I looked up things such as, you know, for those that don't know, after the Civil War, right? There was uh, the Reconstruction Era. Now, for those who don't know the Reconstruction Era, um, after uh, the Civil War, uh, it was just like a period of... Um, you know, the U.S. government kind of, exactly in the name, kind of restructuring their uh, foundation in a sense after, you know, the unnecessary deaths of Black people, excuse me, every American, right? Um, yeah, and it was just like a, like a decade-long period, maybe longer, uh, say about 13, 14 years. Now, the focus was like to bring Southern states back into political participation, kind of bring everything back together. It's like, yeah, I know we killed a lot of y'all and I know a lot of families were broken. Uh, I know we were probably greedy because we wanted some of your land, even though we stole it from the associated people that we tried to be. But hey, let's come together and even become more greedier in the process. So basically, that's what happened. Uh, so yeah, uh, basically bringing the Southern states and the union was coming together uh giving rights to you know black americans back then whites just pretty much coming together now what people don't know is that around that time uh black americans were actually doing pretty good around that time people don't know that a lot of businesses a lot of uh money was generating around that time because we were able even though we didn't necessarily have quote unquote work experience, we used the scales that, you know, we was doing back in like our, you know, plantations and all that and putting it into, you know, our foundations and all that. And it, and it lasted pretty long until something called Jim Crow laws came into play. Right. Now the Jim Crow laws, um, they came around they come around they came around late 19th century right now the purpose the purpose of these laws was to kind of make it basically impossible for black americans to live in certain places work in certain places go to school in certain places you know, this is when the quote-unquote separate but equal philosophy came into play, right? But besides that, and of course, you know, redlining also came into effect. But besides that, 
you know, we still had that drive. It didn't really stop us. It didn't really stop us from growing anywhere, right? Then, what came after that? Literally something, it was on the tip of my tongue. Something else came after that. Jim Crow, then they had the red lining. Ah, that's what it was. The Black Wall Street. Now, for those that don't know the Black Wall Street, it was, uh, of course, set in Oklahoma. This is, I'm fast forwarding. But, you know, decades later, after, you know, red light and all that, uh, we was really expanding around that time. But around 1921, it was a big uh, two-day riot that took place. Hmm. Let me see if this paints a picture for you guys. White residents are coming into black neighborhoods because coincidentally, uh, a 19 year old black person somehow what assaulted somebody white. So it made them, you know, destroy what we built. And we never really recovered after that. I mean, sure, they gave us money, a little bit of change, but nothing, we didn't really gain nothing out of that. But I just want to notice how, even if it was true or not, because there's a theory that the Roosevelt Massacre was a lie as well. Well, not really theory, it was a lie. But I, the theory was that they tried to use that as an excuse to destroy black neighborhoods. But I find it funny how, and again, I'm being objective, so don't try to think I'm like trying to start a race war or anything because I know how people could paint different narratives. How is it that outsiders can come and destroy something that we build, right? And don't do nothing about it. But fast forward, when those same people that now have overseer outfits, I'm sorry, cop outfits, they murder, you know, a kid, you know, who could have been the next whatever, superstar, next black genius, whatever. And instead of going over to their areas, why terrorize your own neighborhood? I just always find that weird. Well, that never really made sense to me with some of these riots that have gone on in history, right? Going back to going back to you know the Watts, going back to uh 1992 riots, uh going back to even now nowadays, I mean the George Floyd riots, all that. Michael Brown, all that. Trayvon. You're ready to destroy your own community. You Like, we're quicker to destroy our own shit. But we're so scared to build. No one finds that odd. And I know I'm drowning too long, but this is the main question for tonight. Why are we so scared to build generational wealth? What's really stopping us? 
I did some research, right? Well, someone gave me something about, because uh, for those that know, I stay in Houston. But um, I, look, I, I was looking at this and who is this? Chris Senegal. He was, he's a real estate developer. He's uh, stays, he's in Houston. Like he was saying that, get this, $4 billion in development is going in Houston's shipboard. They're already renamed it Upper East River. Difference is the time we have lots of ownership in, and it's said a weird. Lots of ownership aren't complaining from the sidelines, right? Four billion dollars in development, but somehow we can't create nothing in those neighborhoods. We love repping, you know. I'm from this war, I'm from third acres home. We like saying all oh, that's ignorant shit, but don't like saying, "Hey." This is our bank. This is our school. This is this. Side question. How come other races and other backgrounds, biggest cash cows in institutions, banks, schools, hospitals, police stations, right? Why is ours churches and liquor stores? We're paying for our own demise. We're funding our own destruction. But somehow, always trying to circulate it on white people. They didn't tell you to put that uh, that uh, Hennessy to your lips. They didn't tell you to, you know, roll that joint up and smoke it. White dudes ain't telling you that. The Arab ain't telling you that. You know, we always like to make Arabs and Asians our enemy. None of these people are saying they are intentionally trying to put this into your mouth, put it and grab you a lighter and tell you, hey, hey, you want to do? They're not doing that. When do we look at ourselves in the mirror and decide, hey, we're, we're, we're just doing the wrong shit. This ain't working out. You fucking up. Why can't we do that? Why can't someone with a set of nuts come to play and say, "Hey, yeah, we we we, we got we got we got to change our own own uh, narrative. We can't we can't keep keep up with this." Now, also want to touch on gentrification. Now, I know that's a something that uh, people heard a lot. I know you probably heard a lot. You know, most times when you hear a word, you hear your favorite rapper using it. So I'll look it up. So it says gentrification is the process whereby the character of a poor urban area is changed by wealthier people moving in, improving housing and attracting new businesses, typically displacing current inhabitants in the process. It also says the process of making someone or something more refined, polite, or respectful. Now, for those that was old enough to remember, I remember Katrina, right? I got family in Louisiana, not in New Orleans, but, you know, like Lafayette, that area. 
So they had somewhat of the effect of Katrina. And even in Houston, we had some of the effect. But there's also been a theory that because uh, New Orleans was like a like a like a chocolate city, right? A lot of businesses, a lot of black businesses, a lot of black ownership, right? There's a theory that the levees, someone broke the levees, because you know, if y'all know Louisiana, it's like really it's like by the water, especially New Orleans, like it's right by the water. There's a theory that someone broke the levees in order to get those people. The black people out of that neighborhood and wash them away. That's why when crooked ass W. Bush was circling around, looking at you know these savages rolling around, he turned his ass back. And then came another race war. You know they started making you know the black inhabitants seem like you know fiends and monsters because they were trying to find shelter. Whereas the white ones, you know. They was giving them. They was uh, making sure. That's that's why Kanye got. I think that y'all remember that interview with Kanye uh, said George doesn't care about black people. I think that really put him under the radar. Now Kanye has always been a wild dude. Don't get me wrong. I think that put him under the radar because he was he lying. I mean, everybody saw how you know we was being treated in the media. How they were switching the narrative, making it seem like, I mean, I'll put it like this. If the power go up, out today, no electricity, no Wi-Fi, you know, nobody can go to the nearest grocery store. Everything is gone. Ain't no, ain't, ain't no such thing as, uh, you know. Have like they gonna have the jurisdiction or ain't ain't, ain't gonna be you no know, common decency or uh, you know uh, a court session. There's not gonna be none of that. You know, come to a peace shit because when everything is shut down, it's like a full on war. You know, the men are gonna tap into their natural instincts when shit hits the fan, and the so called feminist woman is gonna switch to it. I mean, ain't no feminist in a drop. So, ain't no feminist in the drop. You know. But, I think with us as a people, right? Just going back to like, I think with us is that. I think we're really into that. I think it's like we're, it's like a mixture of Willie Lynch tactics and Stockholm syndrome. Now, the reason why, and there's a reason why I bring up Stockholm syndrome because it, it plays into what's going on here, right? Now, y'all probably heard me talk about Stockholm syndrome. Now, uh, Stockholm syndrome, what it is, 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 is it comes from. Uh, I know it comes from, of course, the city, whatever in Sweden. I, I know that, but it's a phrase that basically means a feeling of a trust or affection felt in many cases of kidnapping or hostage taken by a victim towards a captain. Right? I think us as as a people are so comfortable in 
but but it's like weird. We love to say we're this, that, and the third, you know, leaders, original people, which I'm not disagreeing with. Kings, queens. But at the same token, want to play victim? So wait, you want to, you're this, that, and the third. You want to be Jews. You want to be Egyptians, all this shit. But you love being, crying all day that you're oppressed. I mean, come on. Like, the proof is in the pudding. I don't care what nobody says. Like, I, of course, I know that you're liable to kill people that mostly look like you. I get it. But damn, at an alarming rate too. It's like, and this goes back to the generational wealth stuff too. Generational is before wealth. You gotta have some sort of lineage to accumulate wealth and resources. That don't work if you shooting up everybody just because he looks at you weird. How you gonna do that? Oh, and here's another thing. How about not buying a bunch of Jordans and designer clothes that you still smell dirty in, but you think that's going to make uh, bitches try to get at you and stop making excuses about. And I think that's where I was saying before I was having the conversation, we was having a dialogue, you know, kind of roundtable discussion with my uh, girlfriend's family. And they're saying like, uh, we need to buy this. I think my mom was saying, like, oh, it's too expensive. Ain't too expensive. You're making an excuse. It wasn't too expensive when you got a house that, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm just saying in general, you know, certain people buy certain shit that they can't afford. That's too expensive to lease a building or get some land, but it's not expensive you getting this car that you know good and goddamn well you ain't supposed to, you can't even afford with your salary. Or why do you have 100, 200 pairs of Jordans, right? But you don't even like make the, the amount of money for you to be spending that stuff. Like, come on. It's like, how long is like this, this barrage of excuses going to keep going? Like, it's not like until we look at ourselves and see that we're kind of the problem in a lot of the stuff that's going on in our community. Like, sure, you want to make an excuse, sure, white people put us in a certain predicament where we're behind the eight ball and all that shit, but I mean, yeah, I understand. I understand the breadlining. I get that. You know, but just like how back then they were so quick to destroy what we built, but we didn't do nothing. But we didn't do nothing about it, though. But if your own a person that looks just like you says something to you funny, or may accidentally bump into you, you're ready to put a bullet in his head. Like, this is when, like, the hypocrisy has to stop. When are we going to be able to grow and realize that the things that we were taught, the things that we grew up on, 
wasn't it. It wasn't it from the beginning. It wasn't nothing like that. Like, not like you're not gaining anything just for trying to keep it real or prove a point. And why did, and another thing, why do we always have to, you know, kind of make, why do we make things harder on ourselves because we think we weren't taught a certain way? Like, we weren't taught. Uh, certain knowledge. We make excuses like, oh, I don't really want to learn about financial literacy because my parents were taught that. You can still learn. That's another thing that gets me upset. We choose not to learn certain shit because we're complacent by just, well, I'm just going to accept it. That's how my parents, that's how my parents raised us and I turned out pretty good. Did you though? Did you really turn out good? Or did you turn on okay that you could just barely get by? That whole barely getting by narrative is done. That in this whole every black person wants to be called hood needs to die too. St. John Morant or goddamn uh, all these other rappers trying to claim a lifestyle that's not really them. I'm sorry. Because that's not how we, like, do you really think that people that actually grew up in that type of environment wants to brag about it every day? Hell no. It's embarrassing. So why is it that we want to claim that we're from somewhere that is lower than low? It's like we have this obsession with this struggle lifestyle. Getting out the mud. Everybody, hey, the point of getting out the mud is to make sure you don't stay in the mud. I ain't never seen a billionaire hang out in the hood. If, they, if they're in the hood, they're dumb. That's what I mean. Like, you don't see people that is a target hanging out in a place that they know they could get got. That's a lot of our mind. Well, I'm not pointing at myself. I'm just saying people that look like me, that's their mindset right now. They think that, oh, I rep this, I rep that, I stay, I always stay down here. Why? You're fucking dumb if you stay down there. Why are you still here? You know people could kill you. And just like, you know, there's no growth mindset, just like how you don't have a growth mindset when it comes to where you're at, people don't have a growth mindset when it comes to generating wealth. And they wonder why. We're too busy giving the pastor, you know, 10% of our earnings. He ain't, what are you going to do with it? Give it to his mistress. But hey, that's none of my business. I'm just sipping my tea. That's all I'm doing. But that's just my take on it, you know. Just throwing in my two cents. Oh, but before I close out, let me just introduce that. Not only did I get in another production, shout out Kevo. Uh, y'all can go check them out. I'll probably post some stuff uh, later on. Uh, the, the last play I did, y'all probably saw it. And not only that, uh, you might see me uh, getting my uh, Spike Lee on. I might be uh, a part of some projects. So, congrats to me. I don't know. I don't know if that requires it.
I think that does. Yep. Yeah, and we're almost at 800 views as well. Yeah, we can, man, we almost to a thousand. We almost at a thousand. Well, plays, if you want to put plays, but we're almost at a thousand plays. Let's just say that. I'm like so close to 800, so I'm getting there. I'm definitely getting there. But, um, you know. You know, slow, slow and steady. You know, I'm like the tortoise, like the tortoise in the hair. You know, eventually the tortoise always catched up to the hair. That's all I said. But, um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to take this to, to some next level stuff. I mean, that's all. That's the only thing I can say. That's the only thing I can, I can you know, provide. You know, I'm not all about. You know, just trying to get a quick buck. Like a lot of these people that have these platforms, that get on these podcasts, like they're just in it for a quick buck. They're not trying to, you know, provide wisdom to nobody. They just in it for themselves. They all, you know, talk about the same nonsense all the time. Like I'm not with that. And you can tell, mark my words, you can tell who will last and who won't. Because the ones that are last, they have original content. They have original thoughts. And they're here for a purpose. These other people are just copycats. And they're not going to last. But not to get on them. You know, appreciate y'all for always tuning in. Again, you know, YouTube, like and subscribe. All my platforms. Spotify, Anchor, now Spotify for Podcasters. Amazon. What else? iHeart coming soon. Uh, Apple. Apple. Can't forget Apple. I'm everywhere. So y'all check me out. Like I said, if you're if you're new, you know, looking through for me on those. If you're not new, thank you for liking, sharing, listening to my crazy ass, <laughs> hearing my thoughts. Thank you for appreciating me for who I am. What else can I say? It's the air terrain signing off. Till next time, I'm gone.